Hello, it's Mike Brewer, and welcome to Clubhouse Conversations. Every summer in Kansas City, 25 men have one simple mission, to win. Starting pitchers, corner power hitters, middle relievers, speedy gloves up the middle, closers, utility infielders, backup catchers, and they're each remembered here. From 1969 to last year, all Royals careers have been preserved with the most comprehensive collection of facts, memories, and stories in existence. Welcome to Clubhouse Conversation. Hello, it's Davo, and I'm glad you are along for another edition of Clubhouse Conversation, the place where we catch up with all your favorite current and former Royals players. And today, on this March evening in 2016, we are joined by Mike Brewer, who played for the Royals during the 1986 season. Mike Brewer got in 12 games in the middle of that summer, and did end up getting uh, three big league hits. A first-round selection of Kansas City back in 1979. Brewer came up as a 6'5 outfielder slash pitcher, although he never actually pitched professionally, but was drafted as an outfield-pitcher combo, which I didn't know until very recently. Mike, eight seasons at the minor league level, in addition to his KC Cup of Coffee in 1986. So all in all, he spent all but one year of his professional career with the Kansas City Royals organization. Also spent one with Cleveland with the main guides in AAA, a team that's no longer around. When he was, by the way, traded for himself. Yes, we will discuss how Mike Brewer was once traded for himself from KC to Cleveland, back to KC. That's coming up, plus how Mike was discovered by KC coming up through the minor leagues. His time's up here in the big leagues and so much more as Mike Brewer joins us from his home out in California on Clubhouse Conversation. First of all, as always, thank you so much for your time, Mike. And second of all, how's everything going out there? Everything's going fine. It's my pleasure to join you guys. As of April 15th, I would have worked at Toyota for 25 years in San Ramon. And uh, it's just work and vacations with me and my wife right now. Both, both my, my boys, I have a 23-year-old and 27, are out the house. So it's just me and her. Very nice. Tina. Now, have you gotten a chance to uh, you know watch the Royals the last uh, couple of World Series, and were you pretty excited I, to see I, them I win them? I, I keep up with them every year. And, uh, you, you know, I, I hate to say it, but I'm a San Francisco Giants fan after I got done playing, <laughs> and I was a Giants fan before I joined the Royals. So, of course, when they played the Giants, uh, I was going for the Giants. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, we were. <laughs> but but if they were playing anybody else, like last year, I was rooting back rooting for them. <laughs> okay, well, fair enough. Well, you know, you were a Giants fan before the Royals, so we'll give you that one. That's fair then. <laughs> have you uh, have you broken out any old uh, of your old Royals gear and wore it around the last couple of years proudly these days? Yes, I actually have a uniform, um, you know, when, we, when I do uh, uh, little, little um, what you call them, when you go out to uh, – Coach kids and stuff. Sometimes yeah. I wear the world's royal jersey. Very cool, very cool. And you and your brother Tony also uh, played in the big leagues, just like you with the Dodgers. Also had a very successful career over in Japan. You know what's Tony doing these days, and how's he doing? Tony is a wrestling coach for Palo Alto High School, and other than that, all he does is play golf. He waits for well, actually, this year he's helping out with the baseball team, uh, Palo Alto High School baseball team, because a friend of ours who played. I think with St. Louis, his name is Pete Fukuhara. He took over the head coaching job at Palo Alto High School. They're trying to get me out there, but I don't want to give up my vacations. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you have you have you done any coaching or anything the last you know twenty years yes, or so? I've done, 
like, like I told you, my boys are, are 23 and 27. I coached them from little league all the way through high school. I coached at uh, Middle Athens High School for about 10 years. Uh, Babe Ruth, um, little league, of course, and then uh, me and my brother Tony. We have a uh, we had up until the last two years ago. We coached uh, American Legion baseball, Palo Alto American Legion. The same one we played for coming up. We coached them for years in the summer. Oh, cool! Very nice. Getting to go back to your roots. I like it. Um, yes. Well, we'll come back and we'll talk lots more about uh, you know your Royals days and everything else a bit later. But let's start from those roots. Let's start from the beginning then. So I know that you went to high school there in Palo Alto, but also uh, you were born in Louisiana. So I guess what age did your family move to California, and what took your family to California? I I think I was eight months old when we came to California. My dad was in the service, and uh, he got stationed out here. So my mom came out first and planted her roots out here. And then when my dad was out of the service, we, we all uh, joined her in uh, California. Okay. Now, how about baseball then? Was that always your favorite sport growing up? And was it the one you were best at growing up? I know you're tall, 6'5", so you probably played some basketball I too. I was better at basketball, but I played all three sports in, all the way up, football, basketball, and baseball. And actually, when I was drafted by the Royals, I was uh, at um, Fudo College. And the baseball coach came in and told me I was drafted by the Royals at halftime. We were playing at Laney, Laney Junior College. And he came in and said, you've been drafted. And I go, oh, yeah, by who? And he goes, the Royals. I went, who? Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was going to San Francisco. They had told me they had the 11th pick in that January draft, and Kansas City was number 17. But they decided to go with a catcher with that 11th pick, San Francisco, and then Kansas City. I was told they went for the best athlete, and they chose me. <laughs> That's a great story. And then, so yeah. the scout was uh, was Rosie Gilhausen then for the Royals. Yeah, nineteen seventy nine. Uh, yes. In first round as well. So you said you thought you were going to go to San Francisco. Do you remember though? I mean, was Rosie qu- around quite a bit? Do you remember talking to the Royals before yeah, the draft? Yeah, Rosie, Rosie came around. He saw me at the uh, American Legion State Tournament in Youngville, and actually Dick Balderson was it with him. I guess he was the uh, farm director, and. I didn't pitch well. They were looking at me, you know, pitching. But I, I hit, like, the home, longest home run there. You know, so when I wasn't pitching, I was playing the outfield. But Rosie and uh, Dick Balderson were, were in the crowd. Oh, okay. I didn't even know you pitched. So you was pitching more of your thing growing up then? Yeah, I pitched. I was a pretty good pitcher. And they actually asked me. They, they drafted me as a pitcher outfielder. And they asked me what, what I like to do best. And I said, well, I like to hit, but I also like to pitch. And I know you guys are in the American League. So they said, well, we'll put you in the outfield. If it don't work out, we'll quickly move you back to pitcher the next year. But my first year, I won the Gulf Coast batting title. And then I became, I guess, the Camden's prospect. Yeah, I mean, I had no idea about the pitching thing. That's pretty cool. Now, going uh, going back to, to Foothill College then, so baseball-wise, you set some records there. 1979, you hit 358, and you had uh, the single-season record for home runs and RBIs there as well. So were you playing baseball and basketball, I guess, there? And what are your favorite memories of playing at Foothill? I played the full season of, of basketball, and then when I got out for baseball, half the season was done. So only I did that in a half the season. Okay, so you really so half the season was done after baseball. I mean, after basketball was done, then I joined the baseball team and really only played a half the season. Wow, so that's impressive. You got first round then, not even playing that much then. Yeah, 
said, they said they were going for the best athlete. They knew I played basketball and baseball. So. Wow. Very nice. Well, so you mentioned the Royals. You get you signed in 1979. Sarasota Royals, like, like you said, 371. You led the league in average. You led the league in at-bats. You had the most hits, the most RBIs. You had 47 RBIs, 9-11 OPS. So 19 years old, Sarasota, Florida. What do you remember most about that? Sarasota, hot. The games were all at 1 o'clock in the middle of the day. And we, we practiced in the mornings before the game. So it was very hot. It rained almost every day. It could rain across the street, or or oh, we, so many as we had ten fields there, whatever. But uh, it rained on one field, but never hit you on the other field. <laughs> so it was very hot. Yeah. Well, the next two years then were in the uh, Florida State League, Fort Myers, 1980 and 1981. Now, 81, you had uh, the league figured out by then. You had uh, you were tied for the league lead in RBIs with 84 that year. You were second in home runs with 16. You were an All Star uh, for many different publications that year. So, you know those those two years in Fort Myers, what sticks out? What sticks out? I got introduced to the uh, specialty pitchers with the good sliders. <laughs> yeah. So. When I when I went from I guess the first year I had five home runs, um, they told me that you know to play the corners in in the outfield in Kansas City. They wanted my 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 first swing, when my third swing to be like my first. That meant every swing was you know going to be the ultimate swing. So the average went down, the home runs went up. Okay. And, you know, I lifted weights and you know I worked out really hard every every uh, off season. I got home lifting weights and all that stuff to try to bulk up and be able to hit the ball out of the park. But in turn, my average went way down. Well, yeah, and those uh, so those first few years on you would have spent a lot of time, obviously, there with the spring training complex. You know, the old one before Baseball City was there. Right. So, right. you know, what do you remember about uh, the complex or the old one? I, I loved it, you know, to be able to play two years of a ball in that town and then show up to big league spring training camp every year was uh, real special to me. So, but it, Fort Myers was a great town. Yeah, and then uh, so you '82, you stayed in Florida. Then I used to live there actually in Jacksonville, Florida. So you played for Gene Lamont there at Double A. You had a monster year. You're amongst the league leaders in home runs. You had 20 home runs that year. You had 68 RBIs. You had 34 stolen bases, and that's even with you know losing three weeks to Omaha on top of that. So th- those were in shortened uh, amount of games too. But you know playing for the Jacksonville Suns and playing in Jacksonville, what sticks out? out with Gene Lamont. I, I thought he was a very good coach. You know, I've watched him for years with the Pirates. Um, uh, he was a very good coach, nice, a, a really relaxed guy. And, uh, you know, just made me comfortable. You know, he would coach third base. He would, he would, you know, he would pick up signs from the catcher and stuff and give me little hints on, on what was coming sometimes, you know, when, whether it's a change up or curve walls. He was a really, really, he helped me, helped me there. Yeah, and then uh, so before we get to Omaha, then where you played a few weeks that year. Uh, so those first few years in the minor leagues in Sarasota, Fort Myers, Jacksonville. You know, who were some of the uh, the Royals teammates that you were closest to back then? Uh, I lived with uh, shoot, I lived with David Cohn in uh, Memphis. Uh, Bush Davis was a close close friend. Uh, Brett Saberhagen, Mark Gubaza. The list goes on who I who I played with. So those are some of the guys that really – Lester Strode, who was uh, the Cubs' bullpen coach for like 34 years now. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, Lester Stroll, those are some of the guys I play with. Very nice. And then how about uh, minor league travel stories? Do you have any classic bus breakdown, middle of nowhere, horrible hotels, any, anything stick out with that? Yeah, the only thing I remember about the bus is uh, it was really long, long trips. And being six five, five you know, it, it was it was kind of uncomfortable. You know, I had to, like, try to get a seat by myself and sit sideways because my legs wouldn't fit, you know, under a seat in front. So that was a little bit uncomfortable. I was happy when I finally got to AAA because they, they flew regular regular flights. And you get there, you know, have to go 14 hours, you know, eight hours here, you know, finish a game and just travel. Yeah. So that was, that was pretty tough on me. Because I was one of the taller players in the league. I think Dave, well, Dave Winfield was six six. Uh, you know, you know, me and him were like the tallest at one time. Yeah, that would be rough uh, with those yeah. long hours too. So now you mentioned AAA, of course, Omaha. So you got there at just the age of twenty two in nineteen eighty two, and then uh, obviously spent a lot more time there over the next few years. So in both eighty three and eighty four, you led Omaha in stolen bases. You were third in doubles, and then besides that, you mentioned Memphis a second ago. So nineteen eighty four, you get to Memphis. You had one big game in particular: a grand slam and a bases loaded single for seven RBIs in a game against Greenville. Do you remember that game at all? Yes, I do. I do. I remember that game. And Memphis was kind of kind of fooled me because it looked like I was playing in a small park. So I went to bat thinking, you know, everything I hit was going to be out of there. And I think it hurt me in the process because so, some of those parks you play at that looked like a lot of home runs should go out of, you kind of change it, your, your thinking and nothing works for you. You end up only hitting a couple out of there. Yeah, but the the Grand Slam's got to be big, you know? That's got to be fun, yeah, right? Yeah, the Grand Slam was, was big. I remember that. And uh, another, uh, uh, that same year then, opening day, so talking about Mammoth home runs, you hit two home runs for Omaha on opening day. You guys beat Evansville 4-3. to three. Do you remember those as well? Yes, I do. I hit, I think, both of them off the scoreboard. And, yeah. Uh, was that 86? I think it's, well, 84, I, I think. Unless I could be wrong. Yeah, I hit two off the scoreboard against the same pitcher. Uh, I think uh, Evansville were the Tigers at that time. Yeah, so, yep. Yeah, yeah. I remember that day. That day I came. I, you know, right after spring training, we get started. It was cold. It was like thirty-nine degrees, and and I, I don't know how I did it, but I did it. You know, the bats were even frozen. <laughs> but but the first two pitches I swung at after him throwing a couple balls, you know, knowing that he had to get a strike, and I happened to connect. Speaking of bats, you'll love this. I have one of your old uh, crack bats from like 20 years ago, actually. Oh, do you? Yeah, I've still got wow, it, man. Oh, that's, that's something. Yeah, I'll have to text you a picture. It's uh, it's classic, yeah. Uh, so after 1984 then, so you're 24 years old. You spent six seasons in the Royals system. Now, before we talk about you going to Cleveland, did you feel like you were in the Royals' plans? I, mean, I know you came back for spring training in 85, but did you feel like you had a legit shot going into the 85 spring training, or, or could you kind of tell that things were iffy? I thought I had made the team. Really? Because uh, I, I had a pretty good spring, hit a few home runs, and hit for a pretty good average, and I made it to the, the last day almost. And and I just remember uh, Jose Martinez, who was the first base coach for Royals for, for many years. He was my first minor league coach in the uh, Gulf Coast League. He said, that Skip want to talk to you? And Skip was Dick Hauser. And uh, I go, okay. I thought it, I was going to the office. For him to say, hey, congratulations, you made the team. We open up against uh, Kansas City in New York. 
but they, but this is what he said. He said, um, "Congratulations. We feel like you have a long career in this game, but unfortunately, it's not going to be with us. We just traded you to Cleveland. You have to report there in a couple of days." Huh. Well, so how, was, how shocking was, was that? For the two yeah. days, they're, they're gone on the airplane to start the season, and I'm waiting for my flight to go to to uh, uh, to meet uh, to play in Old Orchard. Beach, Maine. Their uh, Cleveland Indians AAA. Man, so that was, I'm sure, bittersweet, but more bitter, probably. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I thought once I got there, you know, I, I got off to kind of a good start, and they were last place. So I thought, oh, this is a good situation for me because I should be up there anytime soon, you know. But I happened to be frozen in AAA that year with them. Yeah. God. Well, so, you know, the whole season for the main guides then, who you know obviously no longer have a team there. So, first of all, I've always been intrigued by that team. You know, how pretty was that part of the country? And then playing in Maine, how'd you like it? The second year of that park, which was called the ballpark, it was beautiful. It was cut out in the middle of the woods. I mean, I was in heaven. I, I loved it. That was a great place to be. The town went from maybe 20,000 people to over 100,000 once the spring break hit so all the canadians would flood into the town but uh i, I love playing there that was a good experience for me yeah and 17 home runs are you played well i mean did you did you feel like you might get a september call up you know going into that august yes i did i mean I, at the halfway point i was i was i think tied with the league league uh with home runs and then all of a sudden after the second half of the season started they got some guy gardner traded from Minnesota, and he started playing most of the games in right field. And I kind of just sat there and then got in when I got in. I was like, uh-oh, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, you know, time is off. You know, when I got to play, I hadn't I had sat there. When I finally get to play, everybody knows the baseball. If you're not getting that bat, your time is gets off. And I'm, I wasn't a professional pitcher, uh, you know, used to playing every day, so. I kind of figured I was out of their plans. I didn't, I didn't really know. Yeah, who were who were some of your teammates that you uh, became friends with there? There, uh, uh, one guy named Taylor who played briefly, Dwight Taylor. Yeah, I talked to Dwight uh, yeah. every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. So he played briefly with them. Uh, that was about it. Everybody, that team seemed to be a bunch of guys traded to make up that team from other teams. Yeah, yeah. And, and another guy named Wilson. I forgot his first name. Yeah, Dw- anyway. Dwight's a good guy, man. I love that guy. Dwight was a great guy, real religious. Yeah, great guy. Played in played in KC too. Jim Wilson, Jim, Jim Wilson was a good friend of mine too. Jim Wilson, okay, that's good. Yeah. Um, so this is where it gets kind of funny then. So the conclusion of that year, September seventeenth, the Royals got you back as a player to be named later in your own trade. So basically, you were traded for yourself, right? <laughs> yes, and that was in Sports Illustrated under the category of the Harry Cheedy Award. They had it in Sports Illustrated saying that I was traded, you know, April, whatever, to Cleveland for a player being later. I turned out to be that player. But the thing is, I saw Brian Murphy, who was one of the A-ball coaches in the Royal organization, in the stands. And I and he called me over. I, I said, hey, Brian, you know, I was a little disappointed. You know, I thought I had made the team and everything, and uh, I got traded. He goes, and he didn't tell me I was getting traded back. He said, Brew, don't burn any bridges. Don't burn any bridges. And so I went the rest of that season. I wonder what the hell he was talking about. And I end up 
sitting at home. Me and my wife were at a hotel in in the at the swimming pool. We had a USA Today, and I that's how I learned that I got traded back for myself. <laughs> they didn't even call you. You found it, out the newspaper didn't, didn't call me or nothing. <laughs> and and I got back to spring training. It was like I never left. Like I never left. Nobody said nothing. Coach didn't, you know, uh, Hauser didn't say anything to me. No, it was just like I never left. Like I was loaned out for the year. <laughs> what the heck? That's bizarre. Yeah, it was, it was so funny, you know, it's part of the business. But, it, but to see it in Sports Illustrated under the Harry Cheedy Award was, <laughs> was funny, too. That's something I always remember. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, so, you know, like I said, September 17th, so that's still the middle of 1985. Were, I mean, were you watching the 85 World Series close? Do you remember watching it when the Royals won that? Oh, yeah. I watched, I watched every game. Daryl Molly was one of my uh, best friends on the team, and I uh, watched him hit that become the World Series hero, you know, by hitting that home run off of John Tudor. I was real happy for it. I was happy for the Royals, too. Yeah, Motley gets that last out, and what was it? He broke his bat the next swing, you know, hits the home run to the identical place that was fouled by, like, two feet before that. Fouled by two feet and then ends up, you know, hitting it, hitting it out. So I was really, really happy. It's yeah. been a, a while since we, we actually won it. That was the first, I think. Yeah, it was. Yep, yep. Um, So you come back to spring training then 1986, and obviously you eventually get the call up to KC. So you obviously made a good impression uh, during spring training of 86 to get that call. What do you remember about that spring in particular? The spring, I had an okay spring, but I I really had a good start to the Omaha season. Uh, Hal McCray gave me some tips on, you know, on on the hitting when you go into low slumps to go flat-footed and whatever. And I... I took his advice and it, it worked. When we went to Omaha, I got off to a good start. I actually, when I got the call up, they sent me up for Daryl Motley because Motley got off to a, a bad start. And they sent him to Omaha and sent me up. So, yeah, Alma Gray helped me a lot that, that spring. Yeah, so you, I mean, you see, so like you said, you go down there, great start. 12 home runs is what you got that year. You stole 30 bases again. Uh, so, a few questions about Omaha before we talk about the call up then. So, favorite okay. memories of, of playing there and uh, at Rosenblatt Stadium? Favorite me- memories? I, I, I remember having to go down these, these stairs to get to the clubhouse. It felt like I was going to a dungeon. <laughs> and uh, the crowd there was always, you know, in in our corner and stuff, it was a good crowd. I got to know a lot of people there, so that some of the favorite memories and and some of the favorite memories are you know being able to hit the ball out of the ballpark. I guess the uh, freeway is right outside of there. Yeah, the ballpark. Yeah, so I hit a couple of blasts into the night that people say it might have went out to the freeway, but I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's still a cool story, right? <laughs> yeah. Did you, uh, yeah, how about the, remember the old red and yellow and blue chairs, the different sections? Oh, yes, the red, yellow, and blue chairs, yes, I remember all, <laughs> all that stuff. So it, it was nice, and, you know, now when I see it, it doesn't look like, you know, it looks like a, a, a real bona fide stadium, the lights, you know, up for the, um, the, the lights are bright, you know, for the NCAA uh, championships. I go, wow, that doesn't look nothing like what I walked into. Yeah, yeah. Did you uh, did you ever make it over uh, to the zoo back in the day? No, I never made it to the zoo. Okay, that got named like the the best zoo in the country last week, by the way, there in Omaha. Wow! So wow. They, ate a lot of steaks there. I remember a place called uh, Cassio's. I went to a lot. Yes, I love Cass. Yes. Yeah, it was called Cassio's or something. I do remember that. It's been thirty years, but. <laughs> 
I actually I know that. that. I think it's still there. I'm, I think it's still. It might, maybe it's gone, but I, it was there like about ten years ago. Yeah, that's a great place. Yeah. And uh, and I'm, I'm sure you probably didn't love the uh, the long road trips during the College World Series, right? No, I didn't. We were on the road for like sixteen days or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, did, I didn't love that at all. That was a nice long time. Well, so you get that call that you've always dreamed of, I'm sure. So, you know, the the, de- the debut was June 11th of 86 in KC. So right around then, you're going right. to the big leagues. Who, uh, you know, who gave you that news? Where were you at? And what was that moment like? I was in, uh, I was in, actually, uh, Gene Lamont called me early, late late at night, telling me that uh, Kansas City wanted me in, in Kansas City tomorrow, which the best thing about it is we're only two hours away, right? Yeah, two and a half, yeah. Yeah, so it, it was from Gene Lamont. It was late at night, and you know, I called my mom and dad, and they were happy. I told them, "Hey, uh, I got called up. I got to report tomorrow." So, yeah, what what a great moment that was. Did your family get to come in and, and to KC and see you? They actually, when we went on the West Coast trip uh, to play uh, California, yep. uh, you know, Oakland. Yep. They, my dad actually came to uh, Anaheim when we were playing the uh, the Angels. Oh, cool! So we got that's to see actually where I got my first hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah! I got. I think it was a Chuck Finley or whatever, but anyway, I remember that. Um, the ball rolled into their dugout after I got the hit. Reggie Jackson grabbed the ball, looked at it, and then it kind of flashed on the on the board. First major league hit, and he rolled it over to uh, Nick Swartz, one of the trainers. Yeah, and uh, you know, I signed it, you know, and everything. Oh, that's cool. So it was good. It was Reggie Jackson, somebody I grew up and was at the end of his career. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I watched him growing up in Oakland playing ball. So that was good. And then the next day, I guess it was Sunday, it was, it was a game of the week. Joe Gargiola and somebody were calling. Yeah. And, we were, and I sat on the bench that game, but I got to watch Don Sutton win his 300 game against, against us. I had the front row seat. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Was that was against the Royals? I didn't know that. Yeah, against the Royals, Don Sutton. It was a game of the week. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay, I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah. Learn something every day. Uh, yeah, so, so I thought that was special. Yeah. Was a special memory. You mentioned uh, you mentioned Hal McRae earlier. Who were some of the other guys that, uh, that kind of took you into their wing when you came up to KC? Uh, you know, Hal McRae, uh, Frank White, um, shoot, uh, Onish Concepcion, George Brett was really nice, Jamie Quirk, and like, like Saberhagen was up there then. You know, Willie Wilson. There, you know, all of them. But again, I have been to like seven straight, straight uh, big league camps, but then optioned back down. So I kind of, you know, knew them. I was comfortable with them and everything. But they were all pretty nice. Yeah. And I always remember Dan Quisenberry. I used to talk to him a lot before he passed away, because I was up in camp, and what a nice guy. Yeah, well, a poet too. Did you ever read any of his poetry? No, I haven't read any. I haven't read any of it. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even know that. Yeah, he's got a book out of like, of like poetry. Like I don't know, like fifteen, twenty years ago. Something oh, like wow! That. I got to look that up. Yeah, I look that up. Yeah, yeah. So, but that's one of the things. And then also, Bo Jackson. I got to work out with him for. As soon as I got called up, we, they signed him, and I worked out, did my my running with him, uh, sprints before the game, did pregame with him, you know, and every, I did a lot of stuff with him. Yeah, I was going to ask you all because I wasn't sure if you knew him at all. What, what, what was your, you know, do you, have a, do you have a favorite memory or something amazing he did that you saw? Yeah, so here's amazing. Bo's there. I'm in the big leagues now. Jose Martinez is hitting his infield pregame, and I had a rocket arm, right? 
I, which I thought until I went up against Bo. They hit me one. I threw a, a low one hopper to Brett at third base. The crowd went, woo. And then it was Bo's turn. He threw the same as me, but all the way to Brett. And the crowd went, whoa. <laughs> so it was. it made me put my arm in my back pocket. I was like, how could this muscular guy, I mean, he just looked like something would break on him. He was so muscular. He threw, I mean, twice as hard as I did from outfield to, to the bases. And the ball would never bounce. He threw it all away. <laughs> and that's when I knew the kind of the writing's on the wall here. Either I got to do something this year because uh, Bo is here. But he's yeah. one of the best athletes I've ever seen. Yeah, Bo, uh, Bo didn't, need, didn't need the cutoff guy very often, did he? <laughs> no, no. He threw it all away. And, you know, I threw a, a pretty good seed over there. And he just outdid that, and it made my arms shrink. <laughs> That's funny. So, so we talked. We talked about your your first hit. Before we talk about that again, so your first actually major league debut was June eleventh of eighty six. It was in Kansas City against Seattle. You did draw a walk that day. Uh, you know that first yes. day in the major leagues. Were you nervous? What was that like? Yeah, a little bit nervous, but man, I I, I was thinking big things because uh, with the pitcher, I forgot it was a, the high school phenom that pitched for the age for a while. And then he he was he pitched, and I faced him in the minor leagues, and I used to you know hit the hell out of him. And then here I am faced. I go, oh, wow, I, I, we got this guy throwing. I'm gonna get some hits today, and I did. And I hit inside out weak ball to, to uh, right center, my first at bat, and didn't really do nothing. I did draw a walk, but I was like, I was, I was pretty disappointed because <laughs> you know you dream of hitting the ball out of the park in your first at bat. That don't happen. After that, you just want to get some hits. And I came up empty. Yeah. Well, like I said, like we talked about, two days later against the Morris, Angels. His last name was something Morris. I forgot. Oh, more. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. I know you're talking about now. Uh, so yeah, two days later, it's your it's your first uh, big league hit. So you pinch hit for Lonnie Smith in the top of the ninth inning against the Angels. The pitcher's name was Todd Fisher, who pitched only yeah. nine big league games. Is all he pitched. So you got a base hit. Your dad was there, right? Right. My dad and my uncle. Nice. So that moment just had to feel damn good to get that off your chest, right? It did. It did. I got it. You know, and I, you know, made the round at first base. And I just remember Jose said, "Run, run harder." <laughs> <laughs> it was going to be a clear hit, but you know, I did my turn. I knew I was going to get to second unless he bobbled or something. But I should have, you know, ran hard because that bobble makes a big deal. You making the second. Yeah, yeah. And uh, a few days later, you get to play in an entire series, basically, against Oakland. June 16th to 18th, you had a couple of hits, including a double off of Kurt Young uh, and a one nothing game that you guys lost, but you had one of the four hits that right. day. Do you remember that game pretty well, I'm assuming? Yes, because my first at-bat almost hit it out. I, had, I battled and battled him. He had a great changeup, and I kept fouling off, fouling off, and finally I, I connected with that changeup, but it was off my front foot, basically hitting one arm. And a guy named uh, Sneaky Ricky Peters was playing left field. He jumped up, caught the ball, and slammed it to the fence. But it was off my front foot. I was if I was back. It, but he, for Kurt Young, he had a hell of a changeup. Oh, I didn't know about that. So you damn near hit a major league home run, a couple feet. Almost, almost. I mean, if I if I could take go back in time, I would have stayed back. But I didn't know what was coming. I didn't be ready for anything. It's two strikes, and I was down. And he, it, I caught that off. It, it hit the sweet part of the bat and just jumped off of it. But I was on my front foot. That's not a that's not a super easy park to hit home runs out either. So no, no. 
That probably didn't help. Now, uh, one more start against Oakland and KC after that when you came home, but you did uh, get a walk as a pinch hitter. So, you know, that, that month in the big leagues, what else sticks out to you? It was just, you know, to me, it was, I really didn't get a chance to get comfortable because, you know, I sit. Dick Hauser would tell me, stay warm, big guy. Stay warm, big guy. And I would I would get on the bicycle and ride his bike, run some sprints in between innings and stuff, waiting to get in, but I never, I just never would. But uh, that, you know, the the plan was great, but the sitting is what I remember. I sit there for a few games and then finally get a pinch hit. And that was our our off year, you know. Uh, one year, Saber Hay would get to Cy Young, and then the next year, we'd have a bad year. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So I happened to be up there during the bad year. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah that... we went on a we went on a long losing streak. I, I remember that too. You know, we went through Minnesota, uh, Seattle. You know, you know that was great getting to see you know play against you know Kirby Puckett and all these guys in Seattle. You know, Danny Tartable, who happened to be a Royal a little bit a couple of years after that. So that was that was fun. Well, Dick Hauser, we talked about him earlier. Obviously, he would uh, very shortly after that have to step away from managing and, and got sick and obviously the tragic. You know, what do you remember about Dick? I, I just remember he say he would say, "Get ready, stay ready, big guy, stay ready." But he never, I never would get in. And then you know, for him to pass away that short, maybe something was going on with him. Because it sounded like I would be playing, he and and then next thing you know, the game would be over, and I would, but but during the game, he'd be ready, big guy, be ready, big guy, and you know, it, it, I I love him as a coach, but I mean, maybe something was I thought was was wrong with him. Yeah, well, I mean, that definitely, we, I'm sure that yeah. was going on by then. You know, the brain tumor well by then. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Because he would say things, and then he wouldn't, you know, something wouldn't happen, and then I was like, wow, he could. He's making it sound like I'm getting ready to play. I'm getting ready to go in, and I'm running a hundred sprints during the game, and I'm on the bicycle, but I wouldn't get in. So <laughs> that was frustrating, you know, I'm sure. God bless his soul, though. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, George Brett, talk about him a little bit. Oh man, just a pleasure to watch day in, day out. Uh, you know how he hit. There's only like three or four guys in the world that hits like him. It was. One from the right side, you know, that front load, whatever, lean back in front. Robin Ventura, him, and I think uh, the big hurt did that Charlie Lyle style of hitting. Mm-hmm. But it's amazing. It's amazing his timing and how square, even when he made outs, how, how square he hit the ball, you know. So, and the way he, he listens to this, I'm available for a scouting job out here, though. <laughs> 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 yeah, absolutely. Uh, we talked about Hal McCray a bit, and then one other guy I wanted to ask you about that you played with there. You can talk about Frank White. Oh, nice guy. I've, even before I went up, they said he's one of the nicest guys. You know, it makes you feel at home. And, you know, like I say, he was a golden glover, you know, every year. Just was really great to watch him field balls out soft. He actually taught me how to open up the glove when it looked like you're about to have a bad, a bad bounce or something. He makes his love bigger by, by cocking his hand back. And and I I taught that to this day to the kids in high school and everything. It looks like you're about to get better. You make that glove bigger so that that bad hop will still hit the glove, pick it up with your hand, and throw him out. Yeah, he's a uh, uh, really nice guy. He's like uh, in, in politics here for Jackson County here in KC. He's been like an elected politician the last few years, man. Did you know that? 
no, I didn't know. But see, that's good because he's a, so such a soft-spoken, nice guy. Yeah, he's great. So, I mean, he loves politics. Wow. Yeah, everyone loves Frank for sure. It's hard not yeah, to. I did see, I did see Willie Wilson too. You know, he came out here. Uh, we have the San Jose Giants, which is the Giants' A ball affiliate, and he came with a team called Lang- Lancaster. Lancaster, and he was the hitting coach for him. Yeah, so I got a chance to run down there and talk to him for a while. Oh, cool. That's cool. Um, yeah. So, you know, finishing off that 86 year, so the Royals send you back to the minor leagues after the July 2nd game. You'd finish up there in Omaha. Were you surprised you never got a September call-up that year after already being up there? Yeah, I was a little bit surprised, but not, you know, then I started, I was actually in Denver um, at the last game of the season. I just remember taking off my stirrups, and I had this feeling like, I'm done. I'm not, you know, I just... I, I, I don't have it anymore to go home and, and work out and come back. You know, I'm going to have to figure out what I'm going to do from here. And I had that feeling that I knew it was over. Really? I got my stirrups for the last time in Denver as Omaha Royal. So. I've always wondered about that because you were still only uh, you know 26 and you'd been in the majors right. that year. Was it pretty much your choice then to walk away? It was my choice to walk away. I got After I got my release from them, I had uh, interest from the, the Pirates, uh Yankees and and a few other teams that my, my agents were telling me, but I would have to start out in Double A, and I just wasn't ready to get back on the bus. Okay, fair enough. Any, any regrets ever? Or no, no, no regrets at all. You know, no regret, no regrets at all. It, 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 it was time because I played baseball since I was five, and I always had. You know, I still love the game and everything. That didn't didn't uh, affect me, but I just knew I just couldn't get up for going and doing it all over again, doing it all over again. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, my uh, my last three questions, and I guess is coming back to Casey. Have you ever been back to Kansas City or Omaha since playing here? Uh, through through my work, Toyota. I work for Toyota, like I told you in San Ramon. I've gone to the KC uh, Toyota plant. Oh, cool. Yeah, so you know, I've been there touring, toured through there, and and uh, looked at their operations. And uh, so uh, one time, one time since. Did you make it over to the stadium when you came back? No, I didn't get to say my We drove by it. We actually wanted to eat some steaks because the steaks are great. <laughs> but we drove by it and I looked at it. You know, and some of my, a couple of my coworkers who actually went with me were like, You played there. I go, Yeah, it was, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. <laughs> and then uh, you mentioned Willie Wilson. Do you talk to any of your other uh, old Royals teammates? Uh, Bush Davis, who's the first base coach for Minnesota. Yeah. I talked to him in uh in um in um Jim Scranton used to play with us. Yeah, infielder. He was a short, he was a short infielder, shortstop. He's in uh, Lake Elsinore. I talked to him in um, uh, Lester Strode. I talked to him when he there in time to play the Giants all the time. Okay, so, so it, it, it's a few guys. Buddy Biancolana. It's been a couple of years since I've seen him. I, I he was living in Florida, and he he happened to be down here. I've seen him once. Okay, I'm supposed to. I'm supposed to tell you hi from Gary Thurman, by the way, too. Oh, Gary Thurman, yes. Tell him I say hello. Yeah, he's the man. He's a base running, uh, roving base running coach for the Nationals now. Oh, he's roving base running coach for him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that is great. So I, wow, that is great to hear. Yeah, Gary Thurman, yes. Yeah, he said to tell you hello. So it's it's. Yeah, yeah that, it's a good thing that you're doing, you know, because I'm able to. I've written about some guys. I had, I didn't know what they were doing and. And to have uh, interviews with him and be able to see him online, 
It's a special thing. Yeah, man. I'll have to, we'll have to get you back in touch with uh, with a few of the guys. It'll be it's definitely, all, definitely. Always, uh, always cool to connect, guys. Well, I guess my my last question for you is, uh, you know, in summary, what would you like to say to Royals fans listening right now? Uh, you guys have a great team and should be on top again this year. You know, I I don't know what the, my Giants are going to do, but I'm always Royals are always in my heart. So, good luck this year. Absolutely, and uh, we'll definitely stay in touch. I'll, I'll I'll be back in touch with you with some more info. And uh, you know, thanks so much for your time and everything. And uh, and God bless. And uh, go Royals, go Giants. Yes, thank you. It was a pleasure. Okay, take care. All right, bye.